0: One of the songs that you wrote that is also part of your mature statement storytelling phase, it's not the novelty song, comedy song, and it's not per se woman inspired, is The Nerve. And you got Blake Shelton to sing this at your beloved daughter's wedding.
1: Yeah. Blake wasn't working much. And that was back when he'd do pretty much anything I asked him to do. (laughs) And he came there with his mullet, and sing that song beautifully at her wedding. Yeah.
0: Well, I know Brad Paisley's in love with this song, George Strait recorded it, and I think a Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani duet on this would be out of this world, if you want me as a song plugger, but that's not my job here. And I don't know what you think of that idea, if that's just crazy or dumb, because I do have dumb ideas.
1: No, that's, you know, I mean, Blake knows that song, that's for sure. I ought to just write him and just float that idea. I wouldn't have to play him the song because he knows the song
0: well. So th- this is a song about legacy, lineage, family trees.
1: You want inspired that song? What? A book. No person inspired that song. A song plugger named Walter Campbell gave me a book. It's called Einstein's Dreams. So what does a physicist dream about? His dreams were sort of. Like that in a way. It was about actually about Einstein's dreams. It was a fiction. And I was so inspired that the nerve really is, in, in a sense, is about physics in sort of an abstract way. It's a what if song or a what if not song. I think a lot of critics didn't like it. I don't care. It's one of my favorite movies in subject matter. Gwyneth Paltrow is at it and it's called Sliding Door. And this girl in London, she was going for a job interview, and she missed her bus because she didn't get to the door in time it had slid shut, so she knew she missed the appointment and she came back to her flat and found her lover there in bed with someone else. They split up and it was a movie of alternatives side by side plots, and she had gotten on the bus in time and hadn't come home and found him with the girlfriend, and the other plot was her coming home and finding him and To make it easier, she was going to be independent. She split up with him, and she cut her hair real short. So you knew which plot it was by the length of her hair. And it's what would have happened if she hadn't caught him in bed. And her life was different in every way except two things that happened in both lives. That had such an impact on me. I thought, wow, a broader thing would be what if I had not come to Nashville? If I had not played in Big John's Untouchables, I would not have met my first wife. There would not be a cheap, my daughter. And what would my life have been like without her? I actually think that if you have sex with somebody, maybe an hour later, and that person gets pregnant, that would be a totally different child born from that. Because the chances of any of us being here are minuscule. Yeah. Chances of any of us actually making it from... The sex act to the delivery room are so infinitely small. And so we're privileged, you and I, to be inhabitants of this planet, you know. If being here is a privilege, then we are among the privileged. That set this what-if thing going in my mind.
0: It really helps me understand, and I'm glad he had the nerve while staring into space to give this universe a time and a place with one tiny atom, or an atom and an Eve.
1: However you look at it, whatever you believe. I took in the agnostics and I took in the, the evangelicals too. I had something for everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, such a very, very spiritual and contemplative verse.
1: But it's funny that Tony Brown, Don Cook said, at this time, he was like a vice president, tree, my friend Don Cook. He said, we've got to play that for Tony Brown. So we took it over there and Tony said, song of the year, song of the year. You just had a fit over it. Sony Brown cut it on straight. It was going to be the first single. Then they thought, well, the first single should be an up tempo thing. And they would put this out. And then they thought, well, this is so different. We need finally was going to be the last single on the album. And then it never even became a single. Fast forward. I was producing Blake. We're talking about some record or something we had cut. And the promotion man for Warner Brothers at that time said, this reminds me of when. I was doing promotion at MCA, and we had this song from George Strait. It's called The Nerve. I just let him talk. He said, boy, we effed up bad. He said, that's the best song I ever heard. It should have been a single. It should have been a single then. And he said, we kept putting it off, and it never made it out. So I said, and I wrote that song. He said, are you serious? I said, yeah. That was mine.
0: (laughs) It's still not over, Bobby. We're going to get you... A number one out of this one.
1: If my Jewish friends say your mouth to God's ears.